Afghanistan is in total disarray after Biden decides to remove U.S. troops. 63 people wind up testing positive for COVID after Barack Obama's birthday party, and a TikTok liberal has made up a new term for misgender. I'm William Hall, and this is The William Hall Show. The William Hall Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Jerky Company. This is a simple product that I really like. Fantastic beef jerky and a portion of every purchase goes to supporting your right to bear arms. The Second Amendment is in more danger now than perhaps ever in history. There are a ton of great ways to support the Second Amendment, but the most delicious way is to buy beef jerky from the Second Amendment Jerky Company. Plus, all orders ship free from 2ajerky.com. That is 2ajerky.com to support the Second. Eat delicious beef jerky and, of course, help support The William Hall Show as well. All right, so the big story over the weekend is that Biden has messed up everything in Afghanistan, which should come as no surprise to anybody that's seen his track record before. But there's a lot of things that are going on. There's so many different aspects of the story to get into. And really what I'm trying to do here is to give you a general rundown of the most important things, the things to really take away from what's going on. I'm not a foreign policy expert, but I know a decent amount about it. And and we know a decent amount about how things should be handled in the Middle East and other countries. And this is a perfect example about of how basically you shouldn't run anything in regards to foreign policy. So really what took place here? is that Biden decided to pull the U.S. troops out of Afghanistan. Now, there was a reason why they were there, okay? And a lot of that was because of the terrorists and keeping people safe as a result uh, of the terrorist activity in that area. But this was actually uh, advised against Biden. Biden was actually told not to do this by his commander. So we have a report showing that he had announced his intentions to pull the troops out of Afghanistan, but the military commanders were telling him, hey, don't do that that it was a bad idea. Well, obviously Biden ignored all that and pulled 2,500 troops out of the area. So what took place right after that, I mean, it couldn't have been sooner, is that chaos ensued. Everything pretty much started to degrade in that area, to put it nicely, uh, in, in the worst way possible. So first of all, the Afghanistan president there just completely fled the entire country. He left. So on Sunday morning, that guy was gone. Uh, and, and by the way, the, the Taliban militants decided to enter in, uh, entered into Kabul, the nature's capital city, uh, or the nation's capital city there. And, and the government and everybody is just in total disarray. I mean, at this point, they're basically negotiating their transfer of power. Uh, they're, they're allowing the terrorists to run everything that's going on there. And, and the United States, uh, some of their people were trying to evacuate, uh, specifically the embassy that was there as well. But now a lot of them can't even get out of the area because of, Uh, plane issues because all the other people are trying to get out of Afghanistan as well. The people that are not a part of the terrorist organization. Now, Joe Biden and the the Democrats have allowed Afghanistan to collapse in literally about two weeks. I I mean, it took no time at all for them to do anything. And, And keep in mind that to avoid this situation, all Biden had to do was nothing. It's not like he needed to draw up a new plan. He just needed to do nothing. But typical Democrat meddling into 
foreign affairs that they have no idea how they work transpires like this every time because he doesn't know what he's actually doing at all, uh, come to find out. And, and most people should know this, like I said, based off of his previous track record. So first of all, you had thousands of Afghans and foreigners uh, that were streaming into the Kabul airport. I mean, there's actual video footage of people that were trying to jump onto planes, like trying to hold onto planes while they were in the air. They, of course, fell to the ground to their deaths. I mean, these people are wanting to get out of there uh, that badly, that they're willing to die clinging to the side of an airplane as a result of that. And we're supposed to believe that Biden knows all of this about foreign policy. Obviously not. He's gotten it wrong on foreign policy his entire career. Th that is Biden in a nutshell. I mean, look at the Obama administration. That's how we know. Because Biden was in charge of a lot of the things that took place with foreign policy under uh, Barack Obama when he was president. And look at what took place. We had wars. We had just major issues in Syria and other places because they are completely incompetent on foreign policy. And we knew that. I mean, I remember during the debates with Trump and Biden where they were talking about this, where Trump was calling Biden out saying, this guy's gotten everything wrong on foreign policy. And people just said, you know, we don't care. We're, we, we don't, we're not worried about that. We just want somebody out of office that tweets mean things on occasion. That's basically what they were going off of. Now we're starting to see some of the drawbacks of that. I mean, not only just in just issues here with the economy and everything else, but now we're seeing this overseas as well, that Biden has no idea what he's doing. He's gotten it wrong on foreign policy 100% of the time in his career. He's never once gotten it right. So I'm not surprised by any of this at all. So uh, Trump made a statement also on this, of course, calling this stuff out, where he said, what Joe Biden has done with Afghanistan is legendary. Um, this was his first statement on Sunday here. And, and he went on to say, it will go down as one of the greatest defeats in history. Uh, he also added that it's a time for Biden to resign, uh, to resign in disgrace, because really what Biden has done here is entirely screw this up. I mean, there are people, like I said, literally dying to get out of Afghanistan right now uh, because of the fact that the U.S. just basically gave up on them in every way and let, and let them out. Now, look, I, I understand a lot of the people that are saying, you know, we, we should be involved with the, the issues that are going on here. Absolutely. Uh, and I completely agree with that. I just think also at the same time, we have to take into consideration that, you know, you have 2,500 troops that are there to, to maybe keep some people safe, like the people that are actually in Afghanistan that aren't a part of this terrorist organization. And, you know, we were doing something there and all of a sudden you pull them out and those people are just going to straight up die. In other words, you know, the United States has the resources to somewhat help people in some situations. But as we've seen by their actions, they're not willing to do that. I, I think that this would also never really happen under Trump anyways, because Trump actually has a backbone. I mean, the Taliban leaders know it. Uh, Russia knows it. All the countries know that Biden is a major pushover. We've seen evidence of this over this weekend as well, where Biden completely refused to talk to anybody about what, what was going on. Apparently, he's going to be having a press conference very soon about this, which I'll be covering on the next show. But but you're just having Biden essentially step, step, step back and do as little as possible. There was even a little uh, video we saw where, because he's on vacation. That's basically what's going on. We saw a little video of him sitting in the conf in this conference room all by himself, looking old and feeble. I mean, this just doesn't look like the leader of the United States. It, it really doesn't. And, and that's sad to watch while all of this is basically taking place. So keep in mind, by the way, the Taliban terrorist leader. Okay, so this is a person that has killed people that's literally taken over this entire area 
is actually still on Twitter. Twitter allows the Taliban leader, an actual terrorist leader, to remain on Twitter with a fully functional account while Trump was banned. If that doesn't tell you the state of uh, big tech right now, I don't know what does, okay? And by the way, for all the liberals that for the past six months have been talking about January 6th being this insurrection, oh no, this insurrection so bad, and, it, and it's the worst thing that's happened since since 9-11, yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a lie, okay? You want to know what a real insurrection looks like? This was a real insurrection. I mean, you literally had people taking over. The Taliban took over the, the entire palace and everything. The president fl fled the country. I, I mean, you can't point to anything in the United States that was even remotely close to that. So I don't want to hear it from the liberals thinking that. But hey, you know, maybe the Biden White House is so involved in, in really just trying to make sure that gay TikTokers are able to enjoy their time in the White House. And maybe they just got a little bit too sidetracked focusing on that instead of actually dealing with foreign policy. One sec. Democracy's calling. <laughs> See you, daddy. Bye. Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is a day in my life as a White House intern. <laughs> We did a joke. <laughs> hey everyone, Vogue. Usually I start off with a big coffee. Sorry, they're like really strict in here. Hey Jenny, I booked you a nail appointment, love. Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that. It's called initiative. <laughs> Hi, White House, this is Cooper. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, doesn't matter. This is actually the entrance to the West Wing. This is so fun and it's really prestigious. Hey POTUS. Is Olivia Rodrigo still here? No. We've come a long way in our fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Are you getting this all down? Don't worry, Queen. It's all right here. Cooper. Sorry, Miss Jen. And Jen, don't forget to have fun. Spirit fingers, mama. We need to get shots in the arms of every single American. I'm heading to a haircut. Comment if you want me to make more of these. And for those that are listening to this on audio, you had them literally bring a, uh, a gay TikTok guy in and just kind of basically prance around the White House and think this is awesome, just big joke, you know? Nobody's going to take the United States seriously when they see videos like this, when they see them openly doing stuff like this. It, it takes credibility away from what is actually taking place there, and this really shows us what they're focused on. They're not focused on trying to get any of this right. They're focused on clearly trying to be woke and just about every other thing else under the sun. But the fact is that Afghanistan right now is fully under Taliban control. And this is because of Biden messing this entire situation up. They're now trying to send more U.S. troops in than they, had, than, than they even had to begin with. So you can just see how things are just completely being thrown out of control entirely. And people are dying as a result of this. Innocent people are dying as a result. And the thing is that you have Biden on vacation, as I mentioned earlier. And by the way, Jen Psaki as well uh, decides that she's going to be on vacation. So we have a report uh, showing that the, the press secretary, Jen Psaki, was actually going to be taken off this entire next week uh, amid the crisis in Afghanistan. Uh, if you actually sent an email with questions, they're saying that it was saying that, uh, that she would be out of office through August 22nd. So it doesn't look as if Anybody really cares about talking about this entire issue at all. Everybody's very silent. I even saw a report earlier showing that Obama shut down the comments on his tweets because they all know that they're all responsible for messing this up. All of them are responsible for this. This is 
nothing like January 6th. This is nothing like what uh, what Democrats have been trying to compare it to uh, with Trump supporters. It's just not the same thing whatsoever. And by the way, the Biden administration, you would think a normal president uh, administration or somebody like that would actually care about terrorism in general, whether it's in the United States or anywhere else in the world. Well, Obama was the same way with a lot of this. I mean, he was, like I said, terrible on foreign policy, but Biden is actually even worse because there were reports that we have that were showing and, and actual releases and statements from him basically saying that the white supremacy is really the uh, core of terrorism in the United States right now. It's what we need to be focused on the most. It is white supremacy. Except that's not true. That simply is just not true at all. So even though you would think the Biden administration would be focused on terrorism, the terrorism that they're focused on is white supremacists. Which, by the way, if you're a Christian, as I've mentioned, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're white, if you're anti-mask, if you're anti-vaccine, you fall under that category, okay? Even if you're black, you fall under that category if you fall under any of those things because that's the way the Biden administration has categorized people in this country. And according to Biden's Homeland Security, by the way, parents openly opposing mask mandates are also terrorists. These are the way that these Democrats look at you, the way that they look at me. It's all set up to be this thing where they are thinking that their own citizens are the terrorists, when in reality, the terrorists are in these other countries actually doing terrorist things. But because of the misguided approach from the Biden administration, they'll, they'll never realize that. And this really comes all as a result of how good America was when we were under Trump. I mean, that's what this is about. It's, it's You take things for granted when you have foreign policy operating as it should. When you don't have any wars for four years under Trump, you, you tend to take things for granted and you think you just can't mess them up and, and you can focus on terrorism and, and think that it's going to be about white supremacists when in reality, oh, wait a minute, that's not true. Unless they adopted what Trump was doing, they're going to mess this up and it's only going to get a lot worse. So for all of those people that are out there that voted for Biden, here you have it. People, more people dying, more people uh, suffering because of a misguided approach to foreign policy as well as everything else. And to be honest with you, yes, he absolutely should resign as a result of this. Now, the thing is, is that when you look at how Biden is handling foreign policy, he also gets it wrong in the United States as well, as we already know. So the Biden administration has now discussed uh, doing vaccine mandates for interstate travel. So by the way, if you want to go see a family member, if you want to fly somewhere or drive somewhere, now Biden's administration is saying, hey, you must now go and go through this checking process to make sure that you have had your vaccine, maybe a passport of sorts. So the Associated Press reported that the White House, uh, sorry, the White House officials say Biden wanted to initially operate with restraint to ensure that Americans were ready for the strong arming from the federal government. So it's like they know this is a bad idea. They know that people are going to oppose this. And so they're basically saying, hey, maybe we should just kind of slowly ease people into it. This is why everybody that says, that, oh, you're thinking on a slippery slope when you say that they're going to require all of these mandates and things like that. It's a slippery slope. No, this is that's it. It's their tactic. Their tactic is the slippery slope to slowly raise the temperature in the in the pot until we're all boiling. That's what this is about. Now, 
the thing too is that they're also planning on requiring millions of federal workers to report their vaccination status or face penalties. So the Pentagon has also mandated that vaccines uh, be taken by U.S. military as well. So a mandate isn't all that far off when we talk about interstate travel either. It's just crazy to me that the Biden administration has so much hypocrisy in this realm because they are doing all of this at the state borders. I mean, how are they going to make this work? Are they going to have people that like a checkpoint, almost like, you know, when you pass from the United States into Canada or back or vice versa, are they going to have a checkpoint like that at every state where to drive through, you must show that you've been vaccinated. Mind you, the, the vaccination still doesn't stop you from getting COVID. It still doesn't stop you from infecting other people with COVID. So how is that really going to work? I don't know. Why does it even make sense? Why are we even having this conversation when we know those facts to be true? It's beyond me. But the thing, too, is that the southern border, it's open. It's completely open. So if you're a person that's immigrating into the United States, you don't need to have a test. You don't need to have the vaccine. You don't need to have a mask. You can freely come into the United States whenever you want. But for the citizens to go from one state to another state, you must have the vaccine. Yeah, I once again, the, you, you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. I uploaded a separate video about this this weekend, but Obama, if you recall, was doing his big birthday bash. Everybody was supposed to show up there and do this massive celebration. Well, the thing was is that the initial part of what he was talking about in this whole situation was that he was going to scale this down. There was a lot of criticism around this. So he decided, I'm going to scale this entire birthday thing down, and it's only going to be close friends and close family. Well, the thing is that that actually wasn't what happened. And we all know there was uh, was reported 700 people showing up there. You saw the tents. Um, 200 people were on staff for this entire party. It was a big deal. A lot of people were there. Well, there's this new report actually showing that this event kind of was a super spreader to a degree. So th this is a report from Daily Mail, uh, and they found that at least 63 people have tested positive with COVID on the island since Obama and his uh, and his friends and family and all of the Hollywood elites basically did this massive birthday party. Now, a lot of people might be thinking about this and saying, well, it must be something else. It has to be something else that caused this to happen. Maybe somebody else was traveling or something. Well, that's a bit weird because... We have to look at the stats. We have to look at the numbers and the facts behind the situation. So first of all, reminder, there were no masks at this party. There were no, there was no vaccine mandate uh, that we're aware of at this party at all either. So basically what took place is that six people tested positive on Sunday, the Sunday literally following the party, seven people on Monday, 10 on Tuesday, 13 on Wednesday, and 18 on Thursday. Notice anything about those numbers? They're continuously rising. So what we're seeing is an increase in cases day by day by day by day after after Obama did his birthday party. And by the way, the this was the biggest increase on that island since April or something like that. So this was obviously correlated to his party. So Obama is responsible literally for all of these infections. And I don't care what the mainstream media is talking about. They're not going to even cover this, by the way, because they don't want to do that. Now, mind you, if Trump did a golfing outing or if it was Trump's 60th birthday or something like that, I guarantee you they would be 
going on about this all day long, that Trump's birthday party led to this massive super spreader and it was the worst thing ever and he's got blood on his hands or, or whatever they want to make up out of this. I, I guarantee you. That's what they'd be doing if it was Trump. But because it's Obama, it goes ignored. They don't care. Once again, this is more about the story of the Hollywood elites, the uh, just the societal elites, really, doing whatever it is that they want to do. As I have talked about in the other episode, we should live like Obama, do whatever we want, because clearly they don't care, uh, and they obviously have a disregard. But what this is really showing is that there is a correlation here, that Obama's event kind of was a bit of a super spreader event, even if the mainstream media doesn't want to call it out for what it is. Once again... When you see this hypocrisy, when you see what's going on, it's more proof that this was never about your health. So the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine urges people to use terms like chest feeding and human milk feeding individuals. Some of this stuff sounds just so stupidly descriptive. It's like, come on, people. Like, this this is just getting ridiculous, okay? Nobody's going to use these terms that have any common sense whatsoever, okay? Now, they're obviously doing this because they're trying to make it more inclusive for trans people, but the problem is, is that it never is going to work. It never will work this way because people aren't going to fall for this. It just sounds so stupid. It really does. So in their table of suggested terms, the, the organization lists father's milk as a serious term, as well as gest, uh, gestational parent, okay, for mother in place of that. Now, first of all, there's no such thing as father's milk at all, and, and it, just, it just gets so ridiculous. This is the left's attempt, once again, to try and use language to change society. The problem is, is that that never works, really, okay? Because we have to look at how this has worked in the past. I mean, that's the best way that we know how to use and understand the way that language changes over time is how we can just use it based off of what has already happened in, in history, right? So let's look at a term that's, that's uh, or several terms that kind of mean the same thing and how they've evolved over the years. Let's take an old term. Uh, like somebody that is, if you recall, if you, you know, when you were a kid in school, you would oftentimes probably hear the term of kids saying that someone was retarded. And that very well may have been something that was used as a joke against somebody. But in many situations, it also was used as a serious term to determine that somebody had some type of uh, mental illness or something like that. Okay. And then all of a sudden they said, okay, we can't use that word anymore because that word is now offensive okay and it has been deemed as uh not politically correct by society and then they change it okay and then all of a sudden you have now this new word that's supposed to replace that word called that they're mentally ill or that they have a mental illness and now even that word or those words really don't uh don't sound all that appealing anymore that i mean if, if you say that somebody's mentally ill it's still to a certain degree sounds a bit offensive in in, in many situations because it's it's always going to tie back down to what the word used to mean every time. It feels good in the moment that you, you feel like you've progressed to something better, but ultimately it always will go back to meaning 
ultimately what the original meaning of the word is, which is uh, that, that somebody is unable to do something or as a joke to say that somebody's dumb or, or what have you. It, it could be this, the word dunce or just so many different things like that that, that could be applied to this, okay? And, and you take that and now they say, okay, well, we'll call them mentally challenged or or whatever. And and, and trust me, they, they will... Uh, Call it whatever they want, like differently uh, abled. I mean, I mean, just the amount of different ways that the left will and society will try to mold language to change the meanings of things, to make things sound more inclusive, uh, less offensive. But it never works because it always winds up being considered as offensive to a degree. Remember that retarded actually was a term that was used as a PC term, as a politically correct term at one point. There used to be worse terms than that in, in, the, in the way that society viewed things. But over time, it became offensive. It always goes back to that original meaning. And the same thing applies to this as well, where you have them try to cover these things up. I mean, look what they did with abortion. They changed the terminology to pro-choice. But now if you talk to anybody about being pro-choice, it still has that connotation of abortion tied with it, right? And, and we know because time has gone on to a degree and people have used it so much that it means the same thing. So they're soon going to be using and replacing that with another term to try and get it as far away from abortion as they can. That's always the way that this works. It's using euphemisms to change things and try to cover them up and make them more inclusive and more acceptable when in reality it really doesn't do anything at all. At least not in the long term, okay? And long-term solutions have never been the uh, left's strength. But the thing is that they aren't even trying to hide it at all in this particular situation because in the statement that they put here, it says that they called this policy the effort to de-sex a language or to use gender-inclusive language. The, the first part of that is the key here to de-sex language. They want male and female out of our language. That's what this is about. See, they'll call it gender inclusive, but it's exclusive. They want normal people excluded from the language. That's why we see the TikToks and we see so many things where they're constantly trying to change the terminologies because they don't want it to be the way that it's always been, where he is he and her is her and you don't have to really think about anything else. Of course, this society, I wonder if they're going to actually change their name to the Academy of Chest Feeding Medicine, but I doubt that's what they're going to do. I highly doubt that because it would just even sound even more ridiculous as it is. So uh, just another situation of the left trying to change the way that we view terms, hear terms, see terms, when in reality, it really doesn't do anything at all. It's not more inclusive. It's just them lying to you. So the Biden administration has actually offered to pay schools uh, that defy DeSantis's mask mandates and everything to actually just pay them what DeSantis took from them effectively. Okay. Essentially negating the whole point of DeSantis trying to outlaw the mask mandates in schools. Okay. So the, the, the report actually here, uh, so this was an executive order. Uh, remember if you recall where it was talking about banning mandatory masks in schools and that basically if the schools decided to still mandate masks, that DeSantis was essentially going to take away that money, that he was going to take away their salary, which of course would make them obviously comply with the mandate or, or comply with what DeSantis is doing by telling them to lift these mandates, to not enforce any of these types of things on our students. So the thing here is that all I have to really say to this is don't mess with Florida. Really. I mean, just stay out of Florida, Biden administration, anybody that's involved in this, 
we're pretty, we're good here. Okay. We don't need you, you guys running around mucking stuff up. We, we don't want that to happen. So the thing is that the Democrats want to pretend like Florida is so dangerous because we don't have uh, a lot of these lockdowns going on and, and everything else. They, they want to be like, oh, Florida is so bad. I mean, they call uh, Ron DeSantis, Ron Death Santis. I mean, that's what they've been doing on Twitter. It's, it's trending every other day, not because it's true, but just simply because they hate him that much. Okay. And yet people are moving here in droves. Okay. We know this. We see the numbers. People are not fleeing Florida. They're coming into Florida. So real dangerous it must be that everybody wants to be here right now. Maybe we're doing something right. Don't come here and try to mess it up. So the thing is that this was a, a this was all in a letter to DeSantis from the Secretary of Education. And he said that the districts have sole and complete discretion to pay salaries that are withheld by the state for violating the order. We are eager to partner with the Florida Department of Education and any efforts to further our shared goals of protecting the health and safety of students and educators. Like I said, now that when they're saying shared goals, really what this is about is Democrats. Okay. That's what they're basically saying. It's a nice way of covering it up, but we know what it is. So the, uh, if the Florida department of education does not wish to pursue such an approach, the department will continue to work directly with the school districts and educators that serve Florida students. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. That's not going to happen. And I'm assuming DeSantis is probably going to do something to keep that from taking place because otherwise, what's the point? What's the point of even having a state if the government's just going to step right in and tell you that, no, you can't be a governor. You must now do this. Like, no, if they don't like it, they can move out of Florida. They're not going to do that. They're not that crazy. They move out of Florida. They're not going to have a job. They're not going to be able to do anything. They're probably not even have a school, maybe in some of these other states. Tell them to go to their liberal places that they want to be in so bad. Of course, like I said, they're not going to do that. What this really is, is bribery, maybe a form of blackmail, because you're using this to say, you know what, defy his orders and we'll keep paying you guys. We'll make sure that you don't suffer the consequences of forcing kids and everybody at the school to wear masks. That's basically what's going on right now. Listen, we live in a state, in the state of Florida for a very good reason. This doesn't give you the right to be a dictator. This doesn't give you the right to tell us exactly how we're going to do things. And it surely doesn't give you the right to overstep Ron DeSantis and what he's already been doing. That has worked, by the way. If it works so well in New York, what's going on with Cuomo? I mean, come on. Once again, these people are trying to slam DeSantis for things that don't make sense. It doesn't work that way. Let Florida be Florida, and if you don't like it, leave Florida, but you're, once again, you're not going to do that. You're not. Everybody's coming here. They're coming here for good reason. Don't screw us up because they're, so, or they're too busy trying to be woke about everything. That's not how this operates. It shouldn't operate like this whatsoever. So this episode's TikTok liberal has made up a new term for misgendering. If you're not aware of what that is, misgendering is essentially when somebody that identifies a certain way that, I don't know, usually it's different than what they typically look like, okay? They probably clearly look like a guy, but identify as something else, or vice versa as a woman and identify as something else, like a man or something like that. And when you go up to them and you say or refer to them as he or her or whatever it is that they basically normally look like, they consider that as misgendering them, okay? <laughs> Once again, and by the way, you would never know looking at these people. That's the whole point is that we as human beings, regardless of whether we realize it or not, are using our eyes to 
decide whether we see men or women on a daily basis. That's how the, the our brains are conditioned to operate. But here's this person that has come up with a new term for that entirely. Fellow transgenders, I just came up with a new word. Feel free to use it. The word is misender. Misendering is when somebody uses a gendered term that isn't technically correct for you, doesn't technically fit, but you're not rushing to correct it, you know? A stranger calls me sir, I got misendered. I'm not a guy, but I don't mind being called sir. A Disney cast member called me princess. I'm not a girl, but you know, I'm pretty as a princess. I got Miss Dirt. A cis person calls me agender. That's not correct, I have a bunch of them, but you're on the right track. It's in the umbrella. I'll give you that point. I got Miss Dirt. Hope it helps. All right, so what happened? I mean, what in the world happened to getting canceled for getting these wrong? I mean, we've seen so many different TikToks now. We've seen the bracelets. We've seen so many other things of different ways that people want to be called and addressed and 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 use of indigenous people and just you name it. I mean, we've been told everything under the sun about how we should address these people because we're it's under the assumption that they're going to be offended and you're going to get canceled if you mess it up, even if it changes on a daily basis. What happened to being canceled by getting it wrong? And yet you have this person talking about Miss Eh during what? What? Now, here's the thing. What, what we really have to look at during all of this stuff is understanding that this person, I think, is just somebody that really just doesn't care what somebody calls them. That's what it really sounds like to me. I mean, maybe we can go by and refer this person as, to as a pizza or a cat or whatever we've heard from some of these other woke TikTok people. But maybe we can use that. And they're just like, eh, eh, eh. I, I mean, it seems like a combination of happy-go-lucky to lazy to they just don't simply care, okay? The problem is, is that that's not what we've been conditioned to believe by the left. We've been told this entire time that that is that you you will be canceled, that you will be that you are the worst person on earth for getting their whatever identity wrong at any given point in time as it changes fluidly throughout the day for some of these people. And, and yet this person saying, well, I just kind of really don't care all that much. I mean, and eh, why not? And eh, who cares? And eh, he and eh, her. I, I mean, this miss Jen or miss Andering or whatever they want to call it really seems to be more about their approach to all of this than it is about other people. Which makes this whole thing very weird because it's like misgendering was supposed to be something that somebody that was in this woke group accused somebody that was kind of probably outside of that, didn't understand or didn't know anything about it, that it, it was used as a bad thing. as to say you misgendered me, a, a way of saying basically you were racist towards me or or you you offended me in some way. And now they're just pretty much making a new word that says, well, you did something that I really don't even care about. Which seems to be a woke person problem or thing going on. Not so much the person that's doing the supposed misandering or misgendering or whatever. It, it really is kind of odd to me that this is even a thing right now. I mean, they're just making this stuff up as they go, by the way. I mean, I've seen nothing from anybody else talking about this or referring to this new term. They are making this up. Okay, 
And and this is where this stuff is born out of. This is why this stuff is so interesting because once again, it starts on TikTok and then before you realize it, it somehow ends up in a college liberal arts textbook and you're wondering what took place. Well, it started here and I'm paying attention to it because it is very, very, very weird where we're going right now. And, and this is just kind of something that just is that icing on top of the cake that adds to the confusion that I have as far as to what in the world is going on in these people's minds. So with that being said, that is all I have for you on the show. I thank you for watching or listening to this one. I'm William Hall, and this is The William Hall Show.